0: This is the Media Week Industry Podcast from the people at mediaweek.com.au. Welcome to a new Media Week podcast. I'm with the Network Director of News Content, Network 10, Ross Dagan. Welcome to Media Week. G'day, James. How are you?
1: Nice to speak with you again.
0: Thanks for having us into your house. It's a very busy day here. Budget day. There's a lot going on. We've managed to get you for a few moments. So, look, really appreciate you are letting very, us
1: in. You're very welcome.
0: Now, you've been, is it 12 months?
1: Coming up that far. I haven't okay. quite passed that milestone, but it, uh, it's, it's on the way. It's right. screaming towards me. Yep.
0: Okay. Okay. Look, i on, on these things, I'd I'd like to focus on what people are doing now. But but in your case, I'd I'd like to further into the podcast. Just cover a little bit about what you were doing in years away from Ten, because I think that was pretty interesting. Of course, uh, we'll, we'll cover that off. But look, you've been here at Ten. I, I, I'll get a hard question in first, Ross. A lot of people, to- well, not a lot of people, some people question Ten's commitment to news. Has has that changed at all with your appointment? And then, and is that perception?
1: ever been right? Uh, I can answer for what I know to be true now, James, and I can tell you it's absolutely not right. Uh, Ten is enormously committed to news... And to all its forms, um, I think the strict definition of news in the way that we've all looked at, his, at it historically is whether it's a bespoke news bulletin. Uh, and clearly, the, the test of these things is not that—that's not the only test these days. Uh, our engine room of content, which is how we're looking at it around news content, is is growing and is larger than it's been for for a long, long time at ten. We've made some key appointments, uh, some strategically key appointments that will work across multiple programs and multiple platforms. And so I think now more than ever, the strength of the commitment uh, for News at 10 is, is, is enormous. Um, we uh, are very proud of our link to CBS and their news heritage is also very strong. And uh, regularly I'm in conversations where that commitment to news at a CBS level and the commitment to news at a 10 level is something that we're loudly and proudly happy to say is, is real. Tell us about a practical link with CBS News. What's happening there? Uh, well, we, we deal with them every day, and, and um, I'm not sure many of your listeners would, un- would would know that we already provide content every day from a point of view of 10 News First stories appearing on CBSN, the streaming news arm for CBS in the States. Uh, but as recently as the Christchurch massacre, um, Dan Sutton, our senior reporter in Christchurch, was the lead story on CBS Evening News, which is uh, fairly unheard of for an Australian reporter to be the lead. The lead packager in the lead face of the CBS Evening News and they were delighted they they uh, were effusive in their praise about the support and the cooperation and of course you know Dan did a fantastic job as he did with others for all of for us there in Christchurch but uh, so it's no surprise to us that he did a great great job but uh, for them I guess it was a good example of of their ownership and uh, our close and our, cl- and our and our narrowing um, focus of attention with them uh, that they were able to benefit from that relationship and we've just announced in uh, the last 24 hours our first CBS News secondment where as a proactive measure um, I'm keen for our people to benefit from uh, the, the wisdom and the knowledge that the CBS uh, News team can provide in New York and so we'll be sending a couple of our folk across to New York um, twice a year to help bed and, and share their experiences uh, uh, with them and vice versa to, uh, to get a better sense of um, how CBS News operates but also to get a better sense of how we operate down under. There's, um, there's a lot to learn on both sides of the Pacific Ocean. I think. Sure, tell us a little bit about the scope of your role. What what actually comes under your remit? So anything that involves news content uh, comes to me in some form or another, um, and it's slightly broader than that. With uh, Studio Ten, clearly it uh, has a news a news spine to it, but clearly as a discussion and uh, entertainment based program, which we're, we're very proud of. Uh, Ten Daily, our news based uh, website, uh, News and Views, uh, is uh, is again a heavy uh, a heavy news based uh, website, and that comes under my jurisdiction. And any anywhere we're providing news content in some Form or another, uh, it has a, a touch point into to this office.
0: We can hear if you hear a little bit of whooping in the background, because we are it's not because you're here, James.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or no, it's not because of the quality of your answers. Although, although no, it's it not be. either. <laughs> no, we're not getting. We're not. It's not dancing that's with the, the stars with scores a, being held up or anything. It's the that. studio <laughs>
0: ten um, audience applauding in the background as as it goes out to air. Um, ratings. How important are the ratings? Um, at, for, for, all, for what you do, I mean, you've got, you've got to worry about the quality of the product and you've got to worry about the, the way the audience engages with it and the, and, and the ratings. Now, we still sort of, you're still measured on sort of old-school methods, aren't you, publicly, but internally you have a lot more different, um, different ways you can judge the success of your product.
1: Of course, and, and you know, anyone who says that um, we don't have a, a strong eye on the ratings is lying. Um, and we should uh, it's our job and my job to ensure we produce the best possible product we can uh, in a broadcast news environment in an online news environment in a discussion based program environment whereby we are um, ensuring that we are getting every eyeball we can into our product and, and growing that audience we we're pleased to say that the audience share for 10 News First is up uh, since our rebrand uh, in October I'm pleased to say that the same is true for Studio 10 since its 5th birthday last year and we are Enormously happy and proud of the results that Tendali has produced in its in its almost one year one year lifetime um, it 's it's broken every expectation we have of it so you 're right in that uh, you know a strict sense of definition around ratings is something that occupies some of my attention but frankly i 'm um, just as interested in how else we are reaching eyeballs and how else we are connecting and engaging with people who have a touch point to the 10 brand. Um, the 10 brand uh, is different to the other brands and that's deliberately so and, and I'm, I'm very happy that that's the case. We have a different way of connecting and we have a different tone of voice around how we want to make that connection. Of course the story always comes first and the content is always the most material thing to how we go about our day but how that then translates into a broadcast news environment or a discussion program environment or a a digital environment or a social environment is entirely something that we can add our level of expertise and our level of of brand and our level of of thought process around
0: 10 went very hard at its upfronts last year to reinforce that it's a network for people under 50 and want to be wants to be judged on that performance do you have to find news that appeals to people under 50. I mean, is your job slightly different maybe to the news directors at seven and nine?
1: Well, I certainly hope so, um, because I enjoy mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, I enjoy what I do here, and, and part of the, the, the joy of that is that we do work in a fantastic environment. We do have a different thought process I think around the substance of what we do every day. Um, we are clearly achieving um, quite substantial demographic success in that under 50 demographic for news and elsewhere at network. Um, but you know I also need to acknowledge that the you know still historically and still uh, the the largest p- possible growth demo for news broadcast uh, are people you know 55 60 65 plus um, now we have to dance that dance where we we are producing content that should be as appealing to someone who's under 50 and as interesting to someone who's over 50 as we can um, I, I guess from a point of view of a production desk for a, a nightly news broadcast we are mindful of, of ensuring we have broad appeal. Um, There are other ways we can identify as a more youthful news product. Um, You've seen in recent times, um, you know, a more dynamic presentation style and a new set that sort of helps as much as the content again will always come first. The idea of being able to deliver that content in a more dynamic and a more engaging way, the idea of being able to potentially be communicating through social channels around some of our content that's had a life starting out as a broadcast news product, uh, are very good touch points as to how we might satisfy uh, the right demographic from a news point of view a broadcast news point of view but also then tailor our content and our our um, the ability to deliver content in a way that uh, materially connects with people who are young younger than 50 and are much older than 50 and, and we're seeing that with some of the success of 10 daily in terms of youth audiences um, but also the the residual strength of news at five that heritage brand that's been there for decades has very strong uh, credibility still and uh, you know we're we're proud of what that that bulletin produces and what it provides for, and and we're seeing strong growth in the right direction for audience share around what what that product can do.
0: Does having that ten daily product does that give you some some interesting insights into maybe things that you might work on the on the news that they develop on the
1: yes, for, a, for on for the online audience. If any of the people listening have ever had <laughs> to merge a broadcast digital news environment, or if they've ever had to launch a digital product. Um, I think the most, the most fantastic thing that comes from it is that you have the, the most wonderfully experienced broadcast news operations usually, they've got a, a long heritage, and then you have um, arguably what sort of start sort of type thinking around digital product, and then you merge the two. And so I sit through as many of the editorial meetings as I can, and I sit through the broadcast editorial meeting, and then I sit through the the uh, the, the ten daily editorial meeting, and the conversations are vastly different. Uh, the millennial focused group that are targeting an audience for ten daily, um, uh, you know, talk about all sorts of interesting things that, frankly, we would never talk about uh, on on uh, ten news first. Conversely, there are substantial things on ten news first that are always going to be part of the backbone of a digital offering if you're doing you know a news. based sort of backbone to it um, so I, I'm, I think that there is there are there are lessons to learn from both sides of that equation around the right sort of thinking and the right sort of content that works across all sorts of demographics right now but I do think you know clearly there is a different audience ultimately for what Ten is doing versus a traditional broadcast news environment there'll be some you know some leakage across each one of them but fundamentally they need to stay true to what their brand values are
0: what are some of the things that you've you um have that have changed under your reign here, if you like, or, or
1: things that you're working on that, that might be more a gradual change? So a couple of things. I think um, and I don't want to steal from uh, Barack Obama um, (coughs) because he said it much better than I can ever say it but yes we can (coughs) I think is one of those things I'd say Uh, yes we can uh, do better, yes we can put news first and we did so boldly with our name change, 10 news first it's not, it's deliberately that way Uh, it says we want to be first and we want to make sure our stories are first we want to make sure we've got the backing for that to happen and there's, you know, first can mean lots of things but in our mind it's It's a a line in the sand that says we can do things differently, we can do things better, and we can stand out from the crowd. And that's a Mm long-term process. You'd appreciate those things don't happen overnight. Um, But yes, we can, I think, is is the message that uh, I think internally we've been saying for a long time now. Ten's always been the little engine that could, and we use that saying internally a little. And the news team has been particularly uh, connected to that thinking, they've always done an extraordinarily fantastic job, um, uh, despite you know other circumstances over time. Now those circumstances have moved on, and we are in a very strong position where we can put our best foot forward. We have some of the very best people in the business. We've hired a few more, um, but I don't think anyone could look from the outside in at ten these days and somehow suggest that the product is not first class, that we don't have some outstanding people, and and I'll very happily say some of the best in the business and and that's from, in my mind, a very in- an integral part of how you build brand and how you build credibility and how you build, build a sense of commitment to content and commitment to how we tell stories, and ensuring that is very firmly part of our future, no matter where it falls. And that's the second thing I'd say to you about what we're, what we're looking at changing. If a good story is a good story, then it should work on broadcast, it should work on digital, it should work on socials, it should work on Studio 10, it should work on 10 Speaks. And that engine room concept around how we we gather our content how we how we find our content good stories how we then translate them and how we make sure that they have potential lifespans and potential credibility and value across all our platforms is integral to what in my view any news organization needs to be doing in 2019 and beyond
0: could I ask you a little bit about the the current? Just run through the day, then. So we've got
1: Studio Ten, pretty much starts the news day for you. Well, actually, no, Ten Dali starts the news day, uh, and again, that's uh, without I, trying can, to. Again, it's th- old world thing. Without right? trying to correct you, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and I don't mean to be rude. Um, Tendali starts the day. Right, okay, uh, their brekkie yeah. wrap is one of the most popular things they do. It goes out on socials. It goes on the website mm-hmm. um, first up in the morning. Um, so what uh, time does that power up? About, uh, well, the staff here sort of through the night. Yeah. But uh, in terms of an on-air hit or an online hit, uh, it's six ish and beyond, effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, and we find that there's some some really strong numbers through that early part of the day where people are travelling to work. They're, they're consuming their news in different ways. They're getting their news fixed, their news hit and that's being delivered in a way that's that's relevant to 10 daily, but also relevant to 10 more broadly. Studio 10 currently comes on air at 8.30. Um, Earlier in this year, we uh, brought Natasha Belling across from the news team and um, uh, happily uh, made her permanently part of the Studio 10 family, and so news is very much part, uh, uh, woven through the Studio 10 content through the morning, um, and then that then filters through our afternoon update schedule like, uh, like um, other broadcasters would do uh, before we get to news uh, news at five. Right,
0: okay. The, is there, have you looked at expanding that sort of either the 10 daily early
1: franchise or the Studio 10 into earlier on television? Um, I think you, we'd be, you know, I'd be lying to you if we weren't all, if I said to yep. you that we weren't always looking at where was the best Uh, the most optimum time, the Mm. most optimum type of content, the most optimum um, balance of those things. Um, I'd be lying to you and I wouldn't do that uh, if I said we weren't doing that all the time. And so we are constantly thinking where else could we be what else could we be doing how else could we be doing it um so yes absolutely why, why why wouldn't we be it's a sensible thing for us to be doing if we're thinking about the best way to connect with audiences uh, in whatever platform that might be
0: yeah and i guess that's not a decision you'd make but i guess you'd be part of the.
1: yeah clearly the, uh, uh, of course and you know they're, they're big decisions clearly for a network yeah. to make um, um but but at the same time, uh, I, I certainly don't see any lack of enthusiasm for the discussion and, uh, and what that might or might not be.
0: Yeah, and I guess I'm, we're, I'm alluding to, I guess, a, a more traditional breakfast show on television, if you like, I guess, is, is what I'm asking. But, yeah. but perhaps it could be different given your 10 daily product. And
1: What did you call the 10 daily early... Uh, they do a bricky wrap as effectively a, a, an, in, an internal brand or an internal packaging name, for them for uh for a, for a you know a tone of voice treatment that's a, a snackable sort of type yes. news treatment early in the morning Right okay. Um uh, look, ten, as you well know, uh, has danced into this territory before, and uh, and you know, I'm Which just is another uh, reason to be very careful. And to, and, you know, and, and it it's it. no, it's no um, history. We'll say it, that those weren't successful, and clearly we would we'd be barking mad if we uh, did the same again. Clearly, mm. so uh, I don't think anything is. Um, uh anything is surer then we wouldn't go in and do the same thing again clearly but but it, it's a very open conversation and it's one that's it's slightly premature i have to say it's So yeah. it's a constant thought and evolving process it's not something that uh, i'm not here sitting here saying there's a you know an imminent plan um but it's uh, it's something we're conscious of all the time
0: uh, and in the spirit of you are speaking frankly i'll have to ask you the same question about later in the day um that that five to six p.m news hour which you pretty much own for news um the dynamics changed a little bit when 10 launched the chase i guess because it does fantastically well i mean you still do well but but the chase really brought an audience to that hour It, it, it lifted it and the chase often now outrates a lot of the shows that are screened in prime time on on any of the networks but um and you've, you know, you've had, you've tried different things at six o'clock, I guess. Have, have you looked at that six p.m. time slot with with you know content that could come from your department?
1: I think um, I think I better mention the last time we had a, a general chat. Um, it, it makes no sense to me to be a me three or a me four in a time slot that's well served already. You know, I think. Um, as much as, as, a, as a news person, uh, I, I want to support news content and I want to support how we do that and where we can be the best benefit for the network, wherever that might fall. But I also have to be a bit practical about it and a bit pragmatic. Um, you know, there are strong products at 6 o'clock already Um I think clearly we could offer a different product by all means but at the same time that time slot is well served by two very strong competitors who are going neck and neck with each other about how they reach a supreme position at that time slot and I think frankly it would be just a you know a me3 or a me4 offering is not is not a sensible way for us to put our best foot forward sure
0: do you um, the networks had quite a bit of investment in content um, with its schedule this year, have you benefited from that sort of funding, or has most of that gone to sort of entertainment programming?
1: Uh, well, I, I appreciate it's commercial and confidence. I wouldn't talk about a news budget, but but I can say to you that our budget is much stronger than it was a okay. year ago. Yes.
0: Okay. Have you got some left?
1: Pardon me? <laughs> no, have, you got, <laughs> have you got some left? Well, I think there are probably other people I need to talk to about that before okay. I talk to you about it, James. Right. But but look, the, the news budget is healthier than it's been for quite some time.
0: Yes, yeah. Okay. And late night, there's been a little bit of action. Seven's got a, a product out there. I mean, Ten for a long time, I think, was probably the only person, the only broadcaster with a substantial um, news service late in the evening. Um, yes,
1: any plans
0: there? I know it's a difficult time of day, isn't it?
1: I think uh, historically... the numbers and the, uh, the money work. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I think it's more about consistency of, de- mm-hmm. of delivering a time slot, and that's always been the challenge around that time slot, I think. And increasing times, too, where, you know, 10 years ago or so, um, when you're right, Sandra Sully was the queen of queen of late-night news. Um there was a level of consistency around time slot that I think helps support the success of, of those programs. Notwithstanding, um, you know the, the strength of brand and the strength of someone like Sandra presenting it. Uh, now with the change in sort of the concepts of what's airing at 7:30 these days, the, the program structure around it that gets you into that late evening time slot is nowhere near as consistent, I think, and you probably couldn't deliver that again. Um, I would simply say to you then: we're interested in looking at any number of areas where we should be producing more content. The only, But the only test, the, the, the test for me is not that it has to be a broadcast news product for that to be an expansion or that to be a success. Mm. So there may be other things we can be doing in, a, in an audio area, for example, or in terms of Tendali that um, are, are just as uh, you know, a, a contemporary and, and potentially successful step in the right direction that doesn't necessarily need to involve a broadcast news product.
0: Yes, okay, okay. Yeah, Ross, I'm very conscious of asking you all the same questions as, as when we last spoke. Oh, no, it's different when you've
1: got me on the spot on a, on a, and it's being recorded <laughs> as audio, so...
0: Yeah, and, uh, and I guess it was a few months ago, so the, the thinking might have changed or the, there could be little, little updates uh, there. You keep asking, it's all fine. <laughs> we haven't got to difficult territory yet, I don't think. Okay, okay. Um, how well do you think is... Um, TV news served in Australia generally, I mean, looking at not just focusing on 10, but do you keep an eye on what else is out there and whether it be free to air and some of the, uh, the
1: pay TV offerings? Um, I, I do, I do. I mean, I, 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 I won't lie to you and say that um, I haven't been spending most of my time looking at our product in the last okay. year um, for, for, the, for the reasons that it's my responsibility to, clearly. But clearly, we always have a, an eye on the competitive landscape and who's doing what. I think, by and large, Australia is very well served. I think some of our regional markets are exceptionally well served. There are, you know, markets across the country where they have their own local news half hour every night, every weeknight. Um, and then that flows into uh, our product or it flows out of our product or a 7 and 9 product and you know, that, in many respects, is a richer offering than, than many countries get to enjoy. And that level of localism and that level of intimacy, with, through our colleagues at WIN, um, I think is extraordinarily strong in terms of what some regional markets get to experience. And, and you know, we, we all those of those people listening will know clearly what the competitive landscape looks like from a news point of view um, in Australia with Seven, Nine, the ABC, Sky, uh, from a from a traditional tra- traditional broadcast point of view. Not to mention then when you get into the the uh, the legacy newspapers and the 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 outflowing of, of digital product that's come from that. So I think by and large we're very well served. I do I do often watch the six o'clocks and um, and have great respect for people there and people running them. They do tend to be Coles and Woolworths to me though a little bit. You know where it's a bit uh, same same and you know one's got a special one week and the next one's got a special the next week. And I guess that's nothing wrong with that. But they do tend to look over their shoulder an awful lot, and uh, you can tell that in terms of look and feel and style and how they approach things there. They can be quite samey e- easily, I think, and I think one of the benefits for our broadcast offering, being at five, is we can we we, we don't have that that sort of looking over your shoulder quite so um, viciously, if that makes sense. And and I think that's a good thing. We can take a bit a different perspective at it, and I think deliver a product that's not so concerned about what what uh, what someone up the road is doing.
0: Is the um has the climate changed at all for any sort of national news? Potential in the evening. I mean, we—it happens in the morning, of course, and nobody seems to think it's odd. But but the idea of doing it anywhere near prime time has always been fraught with danger
1: and um, trepidation. Mm. I think um, I think the brand qualities of what you're describing and the brand credentials of something like that are are probably more stronger than ever. Um, I think because people are craving. Um, experts. They're craving people who can help them understand the world not to tell them what to think but Mm. people who not only say well this has happened today but this is why that happened or this is the context around that and I think increasingly in a world of and I don't want to quote another US president but in a world of fake news that Mm. sense of um what 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 do news organizations bring to that conversation in my mind to that conversation they bring a sense of experts you know they they, they bring people who should know what they're talking about and who can help can help distill um, the 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 substance of what's going on to help me understand and and i think that sort of requirement and that sense of things is something that is a benefit for news organizations and if, if that it exists in a broadcast environment great but i think as a and i don't want to sound like i'm repeating myself here but there's no reason why that can't exist in a, in a digital environment or there's no reason that can't exist in an audio environment um there are many ways for that material to be represented not just in a broadcast news environment
0: Look, at the time's rushing by us here. Look, and I promised I'd ask you a little bit about your time away from 10, so let's make sure we cover that off. Now, you, I, I've met you previously here. You were working in the 10. You, are you
1: head of news for Sydney? I was here or? as the Sydney News Director right. about eight eight years ago. Okay. Um, so I've had a bit of a... I've had a few dances overseas for, uh-huh. the, for the Wanda better language. I had some time at TVNZ in New Zealand, which was, okay. which was wonderful. I had some time in Kuala Lumpur with Al Jazeera English when it first launched uh, in around two thousand and five two thousand and six and then I most recently have had a, another stint at Al Jazeera English in uh, Qatar, in Doha,
0: just head office, right?
1: Yes, yep. yes, in the middle of the desert. Uh, and obviously, most of your listeners would be uh, newly reminded of Al Jazeera based on the uh, the uh, documentary from last it was week. Week for them, wasn't yeah, quite quite extraordinary. Um, Do you know the reporter at all? I, I, I hadn't met him personally, but I'd, I'd been across his work, and certainly had dealt with some of the producers historically. I wasn't aware uh, when I was there that they were working okay. on it, though. So they kept it fairly 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 secret. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess um, you know I, I always craved a sense of what the international thinking might be, and and a, to get a better understanding of of how others approach you know the industry that we're in. Um, and I think there are lessons uh, to learn from a 24 hour news channel type treatment once you're on you're on and if you're on and you're producing content even though it takes it back to a process which I'm loath to do but once the content is being worked through in a system like an engine room of content and an engine room of news then it's much easier then to maturely use that content across any point of the day, across any platform that you want to deal with, across any program you want to deal with and that to me is one of those those lessons learned from a 24 hour news cycle that uh, most of the broadcast media in australia build up to sort of that ultimate deadline whether it be five o'clock or six o'clock or seven o'clock but in reality there's content being produced all through the day and there's no reason why that content can't help populate support um uh, contribute to your news production your news brand uh, across any platform at that time
0: are you doing things like that i mean i know um 7 News, um, an old colleague of mine, Brendan Wood, is up there working on their socials. They seem to go live on Facebook
1: quite a lot when things are happening. Are you doing things like that, using 10 Daily? And Absolutely. Um, so we took um, as others did, but certainly we made a conscious decision to take the Pell sentencing live on all our all our platforms, including uh, Twitter, Facebook as well and, and it was interesting to watch that because it um, obviously you know, it was out on air on our, on our free to air channel um, but it was interesting to see the growth in the audience across that hour and 10 minutes um, heavy going content Really, quite heavy going, heavy going content, but an insight it was into over the cookhouse. Power 10 from memory, yeah, roughly. Yeah. And to see the growth in the number of people watching on our Facebook output, simultaneously as seeing uh, clearly the strong numbers that were on air th- when we got the numbers through the next day, really an, an, a nice indication, a nice reinforcement that eyeballs are eyeballs. And eyeballs watching a screen are important and valuable and how they get it, uh, whether it be on a little screen, a big screen or a, or a, or a, a speaker, uh, in my mind is, is the material challenge that I've got. And that is the content will always come first and our skill set to make it and produce it and have the very best people to bring it together is clearly the best starting point. Then what happens to it after that that's where we get to be taking things to a, a different level and to be able to be to be to be clever and to be to be uh different and to be able to apply our thinking and make sure that it works across whatever platform we want it to
0: it was a little bit reassuring, wasn't it, that you don't have to have Kim Kardashian news all the time. There is an audience for a, a judge reading out a, a very important sentencing or a, a case, yeah. case. We,
1: we, there's an audience for it. We took it as a... And our, our approach to it and all our thinking was that it was a moment of history in Australia. And while we understood that some of the territory could get to be difficult to hear... Uh, we took the judgment and we warned heavily before it, we, we warned through it, and we had um, advice, information around anyone disturbed by it, but we thought it was the right thing to do to show all of it. Uh, some of our competitors didn't make that call and I think much to their, much to their uh, disappointment, they realised it was the wrong call. But it, it, it proved to be one of those key moments in Australian history and those are the things that people remember into to the years to come. And if they can find that content however they want it and if they're sitting at work and they can't get to to a TV or if they're on a bus and they can't get to a TV, then how we get to them... Is important, and if, if that happens to be via another platform or another device in some other way or another screen, then then I, I I don't have any difficulty with that approach.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, Ross. Look, we um we might sort of wrap it up there. Just I'll I'll leave you with um, a couple of minutes to give me a plug or give give you the uh, your product a plug. So it's budget day today as we speak. You, you'll be all over that. We will. Um, what. Any sort of what else is coming up, and well, sort of big, I, 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 big news events on the horizon?
1: Uh, well, there's a, there's obviously the elections coming up, which is going to be uh, a, 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 a big a big opportunity. Uh, for us to put our best foot forward, uh, we've got to
0: prove to some of the the doubters that about you know how sincere you are about. Uh, oh, news completely.
1: And I think too, when you when you uh, even today you, you think about who we've got locked up in Canberra, um, Peter Van Onsen is our network political editor. He's been providing ex- extraordinary insights into. He's been a great kid. and and again shows that commitment to not only reporting on the news but helping people understand the context around some 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 of the processes. So he's there. Hugh Remington's there. Um, you've got some of the best names in the business who are helping bring together our coverage tonight Sandra Sully will present um, updates through the evening and then a special bulletin uh, uh, later tonight I'm back into that late news territory that you <laughs> mentioned before um, but there's not too many you know I'd, 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 I'd put those three up against anyone in the business to give my perspective or to get a perspective on what a budget coverage should look like and I'm, I'm proud that they're our people and they're going to do a great job tonight. Is
0: Hamish McDonald yours or is he a, uh, contributor? He's, a he's a
1: friend of the family so he's, he's, uh, he's a very He's a firm friend, uh, not personally, as well as being a friend of the, yeah. the, the Ten family. Um, clearly, he uh, he spends most of his time with uh, with the project, project and works with them. But but uh, yes, he's um, we're, you know we're, we're, Hamish won't be a stranger. Yeah,
0: yeah, well, fantastic stuff. All right, um, Look, great talking to you. We really appreciate um, <laughs>
1: you allowing us into the uh, inner sanctum I have here. To say, um, uh, we've spoken for half an hour, and that's the first time my, my my message has gone off, and that's that's the first time in history that that's uh, ever wow. that there's it's been half an hour between messages on my phone, <laughs> so my apologies for not making the thing uh, turn off. Obviously. No, that's fine.
0: All right. Look, um, Ross Dagan, many thanks. Cheers, James. Nice to speak with you.